Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. But the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast. And spears Dan holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blowed his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touch air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section. You can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. If you want more shows on a weekly basis, go to theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the join button and become a member. There you'll get access to member shows every Thursday on the Castos app and on the website. And you also get the Tuesday shows ad-free, plus any overtime episodes we do are available right there for you as well on the website in the Castos app, plus a lot of cool other stuff. If you want to check it out, go ahead to theconfessionalspodcast.com, become a member by hitting the join button, and check it out for yourself today. Also, friends, go ahead to preparewiththeconfessionals.com. That's preparewiththeconfessionals.com. There you can get yourself emergency supply of food that will last up to 25 years on the shelf, plus survival gear. In today's world, friends, it's always good to be prepared than underprepared. And with inflation the way it is, the store shelves being so bare, it's a really good idea to make sure you and your family are going to be good to go in case that emergency comes. It may never come. It may come next week. You just don't know. So that's why it's a good idea for you to be prepared at preparewiththeconfessionals.com. Now, YouTube, friends, we just did a four-hour live YouTube available right there on the YouTube channel for The Confessionals. Go ahead, check it out. We did it on Christmas Eve, and we gave a lot of great stuff away, GoPros, cameras, headphones, Bluetooth headphones, all that great stuff. We gave it away to the members, to the website. It was our way of saying thank you to the members who have been supporting us throughout the years. But we also gave people the opportunity to donate to a Kentucky Relief Fund because of the tornadoes that went through Kentucky and how bad the damage was. We wanted to raise money for Kentucky because Kentucky gave us so much with the Kentucky Dogman documentary, which we'll be dropping soon. And so we did the whole raising money thing on YouTube. All the super chats that we raised went to the funding of the 
Kentucky Relief, and we raised $1,000 on Christmas Eve for that event. So thank you very much, everybody who showed up. We had over 200 people most of the time on this live, viewing the live and donating. It was just a really good time. We had a lot of cool people show up. So if you want to go ahead and check that out, go to the YouTube channel, The Confessionals. Hit subscribe, please and watch all the great content on there, including the four-hour Christmas Eve special. Now, friends, today we got Bart Sibrel coming on the show today, and Bart Sibrel is the Moon Man. He literally wrote a book called Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list. I had Bart come on to talk about why he believes and feels the moon landings were fake. He presents a lot of convincing information, friends, and like always, I try to tell you guys every time, especially when we do something that's controversial and I know people get in their feelings, please... Don't take this information as factual for anything other than something to think on. We're not here to tell you what to think. We're here to let you explore thought and come to your own conclusions. And just to let you guys know, I did read Moon Man. It's an incredibly well-written book. It has a lot of information in there and a lot of really crazy stories that Bart went through over the years with trying to uncover the what he would call the moon landing hoax. And the things that's happened to him, he details in the book, dealing with the CIA, being hit with LSD. They gave him LSD, all this crazy stuff that they did to him, trying to discredit him. It was absolutely bizarre and phenomenal at the same time to read. And I highly encourage you guys to check it out. Moon Man, just go ahead and check it out on Amazon. Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list. There's a lot of great information in this book, and I know you're going to enjoy it. Whether you believe that we landed on the moon or not, you're going to enjoy this book. And just to be honest with you, friends, I really wish I would have laid a better foundation for this interview. Usually when I sit down to talk to somebody, I just kind of go off the cuff and everything like that. This interview, I actually read his book and it had my brain turning. And I feel like I skipped some steps during this interview to lay a foundation for everybody to kind of follow along. So I do apologize for that. If it kind of gets uh, jumpy back and forth and uh, cloudy, that's my fault. I didn't lay the foundation like I should have and stuff because I read the book and I already knew certain information that I'm not used to always knowing. Like usually I have people come on the show and I'm just like, okay, let's talk about your story. They tell me I'm hearing it for the first time and we kind of go from there. This was me reading a book and already knowing the information. And because I already knew the information, I didn't do a really good job of laying the base foundation to build from there. I do apologize for that, but I do think this interview was incredibly awesome and I know you're going to enjoy it. So let's get to Bart right now. All right. Today, we got Bart Sibro on the show. Bart, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing okay, Tony. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm really glad that you agreed to come on and talk with me. Uh, we, we planned this almost two months ago, I think. And uh, it, I was anticipating this the whole time. Now, as I was reading your book, though, I had a memory come to mind uh, from my high school years. And it, it just kind of it hit me like a ton of bricks. Uh, my science teacher, I remember I was in, I think, ninth or 10th grade, and I had a science teacher. We come into, into class one day, you know, expecting to learn something about beakers and whatever. And uh, he has a TV and he pops in a VHS tape uh, describing why the moon landing was fake. And I was like, the first time I ever heard of it, you know? And I was like, what the heck? My mind was blown. And I just distinctly remember my science teacher saying, I'm not telling you what to believe. But I want you to listen to this and watch it with an open mind and make up your own decision. And when I remember, I remember hearing hearing him say that. And it's so funny because now, as I do all the stuff I do, where I, I deal with you know conspiracies, paranormal, all that stuff, I always tell people 
I'm not telling you what to believe. I just want you to listen to the information and make up your own mind. And I think we live in a world right now where the the mainstream media is very much controlled and they want to control people's minds and, and tell them what to believe. We don't want people thinking for themselves. We just want them to believe what we tell them to believe. And so I think it's very countercultural as to what you have done with the book that you just came out with, uh, Moon Man, The True Story of a Filmmaker on the CIA Hit List. Uh, that is such a, a grabbing title. Um, sir, what, let's, let's, let's start off here. You, a, long, a while ago, came across some information that uh, kind of put you in the direction of the possibility of the moon landings being fake. And it's not that you believed it right away, but you started looking into it, right? That's correct. Um, I was the biggest fan of the moon missions, had pictures of the Apollo 11 mission on my wall since the age of four. I was four years old when the event took place. And for about 10 years, I saw these pictures every day from Apollo 11 on my bedroom wall. That's 3,650 times. And then I saw a former contractor for Rocketdyne and NASA, Bill Casing, on a television program that he had basically asserted that the moon landings were fake. And of course, he worked on the Apollo program for six and a half years, having very high security clearance because he edited classified interdepartmental memos going from the generals to the Pentagon to correct their grammar. So he got to see what was really going on, unlike most people there. I mean, one of the main arguments against the fraud is it involved hundreds of thousands of people. Well, I don't think the CIA is so stupid to tell the guy making the glove or the boot or the door handle, hey, the moon missions are fake. Please don't tell anybody. I mean, they're smarter than that. Their own computer operators confessed afterwards that they could tell no difference between a simulation and an actual flight. And the atomic bomb involved in 145,000 people and yet only eight actually knew what they were making. And the fact that there's no independent press coverage, only three eyewitnesses and a TV picture completely controlled by the government, which had never happened in any historical event before. I mean, there are hundreds of millions of witnesses to World War II and what was going on, but only three witnesses to what was allegedly the greatest event in human history. And so it's actually easier to fake than most people realize. Yeah, I think about that a lot. And because I, I know I've mentioned about the moon landing, uh, just the idea of it being fake uh, I, I, in the past. I have never done a show like this before where we actually focus on it. But I know just in, in conversation with somebody, if I mention it, I will get emails from people like angry that you know my uncle worked at such and such thing and he told me it's real. Are you calling my uncle a liar? I mean, I'm sure you've heard that over the years and stuff of people trying to make it more personal because they, they take it so personal. I know in the book you talked about how uh, people t took the the idea of the moon landing uh, and even the astronauts and almost making it their own gods. And it's like like a form of idolatry. Well, that's correct. I mean, that's like saying, hey, my uncle sold peanuts at the Super Bowl and he assures me that the game wasn't crooked in any way and that none of the players cheated. I mean, how would he know? And so if a computer operator, I mean, there, there are only about 30 of them and they were in the heart of the control center. If one of them cannot tell the difference between a real flight and a simulation, then I don't think the guy who made the glove or the door or the boot could tell either. Of course, they wanted to believe it was real and the American public wanted to believe it was real. And 
who would think that our government would be so corrupt that they would falsify such a thing? But the fact is they did. I mean, it's so simple, just from simple logic, what they're claiming can be proved deductively that it was false. Today, you know, with 50 years better technology than they had in 1969, NASA can only send an astronaut one thousandth the distance to the moon. So their claim is that with 50 year older technology that had one millionth the computing power of a cell phone that predates microwave ovens, that somehow this equipment that they had never used before went a thousand times farther than NASA can send astronauts today on the first attempt with five decades older technology. That's like saying Toyota made a car 50 years ago that can go 50,000 miles on a gallon of gasoline. And yet today, their best car can only go 50 miles per gallon. Wouldn't it be obvious that their original claim was fraudulent? Of course it would. It's the fact that people have this impression, this patriotic, scientific, hey, look what we did. Look, aren't we great? And you're trying to take candy away from a baby or tell a child that Santa Claus isn't real. They, they fight to defend it. The fact is, when people become so radical that they become violent at the idea that something they believe is false, that's proof itself that it is false, because anyone who's that irrational and unopen-minded can't possibly see the truth. The fact is, NASA can only go 1,000th the distance to the moon today. So how could they possibly go 1,000 times farther than NASA can go today with five decades older technology that had never been used before. China is the most industrialized nation on the planet. And they said with today's technology, which is five decades better than the 1960s technology, that it will take them at least 15 years from today to put a man on the moon. So how could they possibly have gone in half that time with five decades older technology on the first attempt. Technology does not go backwards unless the moon landings are real, then technology went backwards for the first time in history. Not to mention the fact that they destroyed all the technology. I mean, imagine Bill Gates spending the equivalent of $200 billion, which is what the moon landing project cost in today's dollars. Let's say Bill Gates spent that amount of money to build the first computer, And then when he was done, he took all the blueprints, all the schematics, and all the hardware and threw it into a furnace. Would anyone do such a thing? And yet they admittedly say, NASA's own astronauts say, they destroyed technology that cost an equivalent of $200 billion. Now, why would they do that? The fact that they did do that proves the fraud. Because if they really went to the moon, really spent $200 billion to develop that technology, they would never destroy it. But the fact that they did proves the cover-up. Because if they really went, they would never destroy the blueprints. But if they faked it, that's exactly what they do, which proves the fraud in and of itself. So their explanation is that they destroyed the information and technology that got them there the first time. And in the last 50 years, they can't duplicate it. Well, yeah, I mean, the the, um, B-52 bomber was built, the first one, 70 years ago, and there's 200 of them in service today. So if they could go to the moon so easily on the first attempt, they would have been on Mars 10 years later. And we would be in another solar system by now with astronauts and there'd be bases all over the moon. 
The South Pole has temperatures that are minus 100 degrees Fahrenheit, 100 mile per hour winds, and yet there are bases there. Why? Because it's humanly possible. If it were humanly possible to go to the moon, there would be bases there. The fact that there aren't proves that it simply cannot be done. And then they destroyed all of the original telemetry, which is the data showing where the rocket really was. They destroyed that. They destroyed the original videotapes. I mean, in the National Archives, they have the Declaration of Independence, which is, what, 245 years old, but videotapes that are only 50 years old of the alleged greatest event in human history, all of which probably weigh one to two tons, somehow they mysteriously vanished. And the only piece of equipment that could play them back if they were to be discovered, they deliberately dismantled and threw away all the parts so that no one can ever see the original tapes again. In fact, Ron Howard was executive producer on an IMAX film that wanted to commemorate the moon landings and project them on this huge screen at four times the quality that had ever been seen. And as soon as he asked for the originals to be transferred to HD and projected at this, you know, high resolution, that's when they all mysteriously disappeared. And in fact, he had to use VHS tapes and reduce the screen size to about 5% of what was available because that's all that he could find on this uh, alleged greatest event in human history because they destroyed the original videotapes. They destroyed all the original data. They destroyed the designs, the blueprints, the schematics, and the hardware. I mean, they should have done that with the atomic bomb, but they didn't. And then only 10 years later, after the first atomic bomb, it was one thousand times more powerful and only 10 years so if we could go to the moon with 1960s technology on the first attempt 10 years later we would have been on mars and 50 years later we'd be in another solar system and that never happened how is it possible that we can only go today with five decades better technology only one thousandth the distance to the moon than we did 50 years ago that's completely illogical. And if it weren't for people making, you know, a God out of putting men on the moon, people would see it clearly. But you're, they find it offensive. How dare you say that, you know, America did such you fake such a thing or science, you know, did, you know, would fake such a thing. But the fact is, Nobel laureates had faked data in order to win. And they later had to give back their their prizes. I mean, the United States government at the same time admitted John McNamara former defense secretary, said that the Gulf of Token incident, which was an alleged attack by the North Vietnamese on an American ship, that that never happened. They just made it up as an excuse to enter the Vietnam War, which led to the deaths of a million people. Robert Kennedy, you know, the son of uh, uh, Robert, I mean, Robert Kennedy Jr., the son of Robert Kennedy and nephew of President Kennedy, says the CIA killed our own president. And it's those people who faked the Gulf of Token, who faked the moon landing, who you know did 9-11 and who are still in power, them and their like-minded apprenticeships and offspring. This is the government that we have. And, you know, this whole current thing going on, I have to be careful of using the word because yeah. you might, I don't know where you're uploading this to. Well, it will be on thing. YouTube. So yeah, just. Yeah. So th that whole thing is a scam. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's all, it's just numbers. I mean, you have to remember every single newspaper and every single TV station and every single radio station on the world said men were on the moon when they weren't. Yeah, they they were in a 
United States base here in the United States, and it was filmed a year earlier. We have an eyewitness who was there at the time who said so. So they had all the numbers you want. They said, hey, they're, you know, 100 miles from the moon. They're 90 miles. They have, you know, 50 gallons of fuel left, 30 gallons of fuel left. They're just numbers. The computer operators admitted these are just numbers from a computer program during a simulation and during a real flight. We can't tell the difference. And so when they tell you these numbers on TV about what's going on, either this many people are dying or or this particular medical procedure is this percentage of effectiveness. They're just numbers. They're making it up. I called NBC and I said, how do you know these numbers are true? And they said, well, we just repeat the information that the government gives us. There's no investigation going on whatsoever. You know, you have the people pushing this, you know, alleged medicine for an illness you don't even have who were just indicted. $2.3 billion by the Justice Department for making fraudulent claims about their product. And these are the people we're supposed to trust. You know, it's unbelievable. Uh, Well, yeah, it's it's I have a general distrust of uh, government in general. So it's just one of those things for me. It's second nature. I know for some people it's hard, a hard pill to swallow. But uh, when it comes to the CIA, I mean, Outside of the moon landing, there is just a whole rap sheet of things that they've done over the years since their inception that has been shady, underhanded, and it goes all the way up to the presidential uh, seat in this country. And so I, I, I think a lot more people today, when you bring up the CIA, already have at least a little bit of a acquisitive uh, distrust there, uh, just from the things that they've been told and understand. Uh, but maybe I'm wrong in that. Maybe I live in this, uh, this little bubble that, you know, (laughs) most people aren't living in. But, uh, let me ask you, 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 uh, in the book are talking about how this kind of came together. And I find this interesting because, uh, on, on my show, I, I don't hide it. I, I talk about it whenever it comes up with people. Uh, I am a Christian and I found it very interesting how you, uh, because you're a Christian, how you became a Christian, because somebody uh, challenged you to read the Bible in exchange for having a screenplay given to a director, right? And that kind of had a big part as to why you even pursued this land, this moon landing so vigorously. Well, yeah. I mean, um, when I was a kid, I used to like to do mazes. And I bought these books for adults, adult mazes that uh, have we're rating, you know, this maze takes 20 minutes and this one takes 45 minutes or whatever. And I don't know if I had this, I had this savant capability. I could put my pencil on the page and do a 45 minute maze in about a minute and a half, practically without an error. I somehow subconsciously could see where the path was. And then I started drawing mazes for teachers and students, I think, in the fourth grade. And so I have always liked puzzles. And if you've seen Astronauts Gone Wild, the sequel to A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, you can see I have kind of a uh, relentless, never give up personality. So when Bill Casey first suggested to me that the moon landings were fake, I took off about six months and started investigating that possibility. I mean, I'll send you the picture. You can pop it in of these two shadows going from objects that are five feet apart from one another, and they're going at 90 degrees. And you can put Tony beside that picture, natural sunlight, which shows that they're always parallel. Now, if you put these two pictures side by side, you see that one was taken with sunlight and the other obviously was taken with electrical light, which they claim was on the moon, which means the moon landings are fake. I mean, you only need this one picture 
to prove that the moon landings are fake. That's all the proof that you need. I saw that. I saw the strange behavior of the first crew to the moon, two of the three of which would rarely talk about it. I saw that the administrator of NASA resigned. I saw that the Soviets had a five to one advantage in the amount of hours in space the U.S. did at the time. They launched the first satellite, the first animal, the first man, the first woman, the first crew of three, the first of the spacewalk, the first of two spacecrafts at the same time. They were so much more advanced, and yet they never went to the moon, and somehow we did, you know, with with only an eight-year goal. An eight-year goal in the 1960s, and yet with five decades better technology, they say it's going to take 15 years, you know, to go to the moon. And they've set the goal to return to the moon 10 times and 10 times they haven't been able to keep that schedule. They can't even orbit a probe unmanned around the moon on schedule. They said in 2016, they were going to do that in 2018. It never happened. So I saw all these things that seemed to indicate it was a sobering possibility that indeed the missions were fake. And I knew I loved puzzles. I knew I have kind of this relentless personality. And so I thought, you know, if I start investigating this, it could be dangerous. So I actually turned down the project. I said, hey, look, you know, I'd like to have a wife and family someday. Why should I risk my life for what President Johnson or Nixon did? Then I had a client who was a Christian musician, and they said they'd get a screenplay of mine as a filmmaker to this famous producer if I did a favor for them, and that was simply to read the Bible. And I remember I started reading the Bible June 3rd, 1989, when the guy in China with the you know grocery bag stood in front of a tank to protect his countrymen. And I read what was called the one-year Bible, which is divided into 365 daily readings. And I read that thing five times from cover to cover. Now, I wasn't a Christian, but I did come to the conclusion that there is a creator. I mean, the departmentalization of the body shows that, you know, it didn't make itself. I mean, evolution actually says that a lower form of life made a higher form of life, which is the opposite of logic. So there is a creator. And, you know, it's logical, really, that there's a judgment for how you live your life. You know, if you consistently are evil and don't repent, I bet the outcome in the next life is going to be different than people as flawed as they might be trying to pursue being honorable against their bad habits that they grew up in. So I I began to see, you know, there is a God, you know, there is a judgment to come. I'm going to die anyway. And if they didn't go to the moon, that would actually be more profound of an event historically than if they'd actually gone. I mean, think about it. Let's say they could go to the moon, could plant a flag on this rock or the alternative, which is they couldn't go lied about it murdered people, falsified documents, that's actually more profound than if they had actually gone. So I said, if they didn't go, this is a highly significant historical event that is being basically withheld from the public. And for their common good, we need to know that our government and world leaders are this corrupt if it's true. So I changed my mind after five years. I started making the film, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, which took seven years to make. And with Astronauts Gone Wild, we spent about a million dollars. And our chief investor is a board member of an aerospace company who builds rockets for NASA. Wow. Okay. So the guy knows from an engineering point of view, they couldn't go to the moon. They can't go to the moon today. So how could they possibly go on the first attempt 
with 1960s technology with one millionth the computing power of a cell phone. So he financed all of this. And as you know, from the book Moon Man, I go into for the first time, the kind of behind the scenes espionage type of adventures that I had to endure, discovering footage of them faking part of the photography right in front of your eyes. And then I was put in touch with a gentleman who was actually there. He was the chief of security at the military base here in the United States where the moon landing was actually filmed. I won't tell you what that is. You'll have to read the book to find out. But he was an MP, chief of security of this particular military base. He stood beside President Johnson while Apollo 11 was filmed in June of 1968, a year in advance. And that's why Johnson didn't run for re-election when he was eligible, because he knew the moon landing was going to be faked a year later. And who knew if that would work or not? You might get caught. How would you like to be president and get caught (laughs) faking the moon landing, right? So he didn't want to have anything to do with that. We also have the code name of the project, the military base where it was filmed, the dates it was filmed, and a list of 15 people who were there at the time, some of which are still alive to this day, all given to me by the man who was there on his deathbed confessed that he was there at the time because he wanted to get it off his chest. And when he saw it a year later on TV, he wept and said, well, I guess they had a really good reason for doing that. I mean, yeah, they have a really good reason for embezzling $200 billion, murdering people to keep it a secret. And then, you know, it gets even worse because a lot of people ask, and I did an interview recently where the person asked a really good question. They said, well, what difference does it make? Yeah, they counterfeited a painting, they counterfeited a $100 bill, they counterfeited a moon landing. And, you know, in and of itself, that that's a great point. I mean, who cares what difference does it make? But here's why it matters. The Apollo 1 crew was going to be the first crew to walk on the moon. And on January 27th, 1967, they died in a mysterious fire. Now, it's not my opinion. It's the opinion of the dead man's widow, who I talked with for about three hours. It's the opinion of the dead man's son, who I talked with for about three hours, who is a 747 pilot. I think he knows what he's talking about. And they are 100% convinced that the fire that killed the crew that would have been the first men on the moon, that that fire was sent intentionally and set by the CIA because the dead man told his wife the day before that for the first time in the entire Apollo program, the CIA was all over the launch pad the day before. And the very next day, the guy died and they are convinced that some sort of device was put there by the CIA, which burned these men alive because the commander had a well-established reputation for anti-corruption. And they knew that had they asked him to participate in the fraud, he probably would go to the media and tell the truth about what's going on because he had done such a thing before. So, yeah, they faked the moon landing. So what if it didn't kill anybody? But the fact is, They murdered their own people to keep it a secret. Now, the founding document of our country is the Declaration of Independence. It precedes the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. You could say it's the foundational document for this alleged democracy that we have, which obviously we don't have anymore, when Congress and the Senate certainly didn't vote to fake the moon landings and murder their own astronauts to keep it a secret. So whoever's running the country is not Congress and the Senate, which means we don't have a democracy at all anymore. That's what this means. Now, they fight feverishly 
so that the truth about the moon landing will not come out. Not just because they counterfeited it, because they murdered the crew of Apollo 1 in order to keep it a secret. Again, this is not my opinion. It's the opinion of the dead man's son and the dead man's widow. So the foundational document says that everyone has the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the government took away his life to cover up their own crimes. And then it goes on to say, when any government becomes destructive of these ends of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness of the citizens, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it. And I think we are clearly at that hour. We have been at that hour for the last 55 years since the CIA killed their own president. And that's not my opinion. That's the opinion of the dead man's nephew who has done thousands of hours of investigation into this. That's our country. And so Moon Man, the book, isn't just about, you know, the moon landing being faked, which it was. A third of it's about that. A third of it is about these never before told, you know, uh, encounters that I had with the CIA, including being kidnapped, including being abducted, including being given true serum. I even peed in a cup and had a friend take it to a lab in his name and not mine to prove that I had been drugged by this exotic CIA drug. And then my friend calls me back and says, oh, uh, there was a problem. I'm like, oh, what was the problem? He says, well, the lab told him that over the weekend when they had my specimen there, that there was a break-in. And I'm like, yeah. And they said, well, the only thing taken out of the whole lab was my urine sample, <laughs> you know, which proves I was drugged with true serum. And then finally, the other third, is simply, you know, a, a cry out, a rallying cry, because, you know, these people did fake the moon landing. They did kill Kennedy. They did do 9-11. They did the Gulf of Tolkien. And they're currently doing this little episode that's going on now. And this is a very alarming state. These people are murderers. They murdered their own people. Whoever did 9-11, and trust me, it wasn't nine guys from Saudi Arabia, they murdered 3,000 people without thinking about it. And there's a vice president of a, of a certain pharmaceutical company, right, who says these people are mass murderers. And once you cross that line and decide you're willing to kill three people, right, in the Apollo 1 crew, what is it to add, you know, three zeros to that and kill 3,000 people on 9-11? And what is it to add maybe three or four more zeros to that and kill millions of people with this current thing that's going on, pushing medicine on people for an illness that they don't even have? I hear you. I hear you. Let me ask you this. Uh, with these uh, assertions that you're making, uh, I'm sure you've thought of this. I'm sure people have asked you this. So I'll ask you for the audience's sake. Um, if the moon landings are fake, why has Russia or China not exposed the United States for their lies? Do you well, that's that's another one of those things that seems like a relevant question. Like, hey, there were hundred thousands of people involved. You couldn't keep a secret from that many people, which is true. So you don't tell them. I mean, duh. <laughs> you know, yeah, if yeah. the if the atomic bomb involved one hundred forty five thousand people and only eight knew the truth, and the computer operators in the heart of mission control can't tell the difference between a real flight and a simulation, and there's no independent press coverage, I think they can fake it, you know? So uh, what's going on is these people, you know, they're, they're running the world 
And um, if you refresh my memory, I got a little off track. What was your specific question? Just as to why other governments that do not like. Oh, yes, that's that's another argument they make. You know, why wouldn't Russia tell the truth or China tell the truth? Trust me, China knows the moon landings are fake. In fact, they teach it in their universities that the moon landings are fake. Okay, Israel knows that it was fake. They have very good espionage. Russia knows it was fake. Japan probably knows it was fake. The International Space Agency knows that it's fake. But here's the thing. Let's just say I had a picture of a world leader running some country with a prostitute. I could give it to the media for free and ruin that person. Or I could blackmail them over and over and over again. And that's exactly what China, Israel, Japan, Russia, and these other nations that know the truth are doing. It's much more valuable when you have dirt on somebody to keep blackmailing them over and over and over again. That's why they're not going to tell the truth. Not to mention our CIA knows all about their secrets, which would then come out, too. So they just sweep this under the rug. You know, this whole idea that China and Russia are our enemy is simply not true. Trust me. I mean, I, I turn on. You know, the, the alleged, you know, mainstream site and they're saying, you know, Russia is threatening about invading America. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Russia is a huge country. They can barely take care of it. Same thing with China. China has their own problems. They have no interest whatsoever in, you know, spreading themselves thin by invading the United States of America. They are not enemies. The CIA loves China. The CIA is envious of China's, you know, dictatorial government and wish we could have the same. And it's trying very hard to have the same over here. And they're getting pretty darn close. At the most, you could call them competitors. But even in the Olympics, let's say they're doing a a one mile race. You know, some of your competitors are German. Some of your competitors are a Russian and some of your competitors are your fellow Americans. Are they your enemy? No. They're your competitors. And yeah, China is a competitor and Russia is a competitor. But the idea that they're enemies is just a falsehood told by the military industrial complex to justify all this weaponry that they make, you know, probably like 2000 percent off of every purchase. You know, uh, the idea of blackmail is something that uh, actually makes a lot of sense and I hadn't thought of before. Uh and I'm not sure if it was in your book or if I heard it somewhere else, but I, I did hear that Russia's economy is like the size of New York State or something like that. Uh, and and so the, the, their economy is it's much smaller than maybe projected to us here through our media. Yeah, I mean, if there was any, quote, threat of any country on Earth, it's probably the one you hear the least amount about for whatever reason. I'm not sure why. Russia is always the boogeyman. You know, Russia, 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 Russia. You know, China is a much bigger threat economically, strategically, militarily than Russia is or ever will be. They're probably, you know, 10 times the threat, a thousand percent more. And if they're our enemy, how come we're constantly doing two, three, four trillion dollars a year of business with them? I know somebody working in a very high-ranking government agency in China right now, splitting atoms, okay? Wow. And they said NASA sells them or gives them technology all the time. They know they're there. NASA is giving the Chinese technology while we speak. I have a source on the inside told me so. So the idea that they're an enemy, that's just cover story. Sure. 
Uh, all right. So I'm not sure uh, how how much you want to get into certain stories because uh, obviously you, you want people to, to read about it as well. Um, but you did mention about how you were kidnapped and things like that. Uh, now, that the you said it was like one third of the book and it, and it was. And, and anybody listening right now, you got to read these stories, the detail. Um, it's absolutely like I told you, Bart, I, I literally my jaw was like dropping when I was reading these because I, I was thinking like, this sounds like a movie and, and it, it, it literally, it makes you wonder when they make movies, how much of it is actually fiction when they're producing these things. Uh, now you, you had a couple exchanges here with the CIA and um, it, it leaves one, especially somebody who's about to interview you feeling like, Hmm, I wonder if the CIA is going to actually be listening to me while I talk to them. Maybe. I don't know. What are your thoughts on the idea of the C? Because they, they knew they knew things like like you mentioned about the urine sample being in your friend's name, yet they still got the urine sample. They, they clearly were listening to you. They clearly understood what you were doing, even though you were trying to be secretive. Do you feel like they still monitor you or do you think that you're kind of out of the clear? Well, I would. I mean, I would keep up with uh, everybody who knows secrets about the government that would embarrass them. You know, the whole NSA thing, basically what they do is they record everything. They record every email, every phone call, every correspondence they can throughout the whole world. They monitor live very few of them. And then let's just say 20 years from now, I wanted to run for president. Oh, they could pull up some stupid thing that I did, you know, 20 years ago and, and try to embarrass me with it. You know, that's the whole point. You know, William Benny worked for the NSA for 30 years. He was in upper management. He even made it on some national regular mainstream media programs and confessed. And I think it's going on almost 10 years ago that the NSA CIA, they listened to the private conversations, their private cell phones of presidents, congressmen, senators, and Supreme Court justices in order to blackmail them with skeletons in their closet to get them to vote the way that the CIA wants them to vote. This is public knowledge. This was confessed by someone on the inside of the NSA and upper management for 30 years. And what happened? Nothing whatsoever. No congressional investigations about this, the illegal activity that the CIA and the NSA are doing blackmailing Supreme Court justices. No investigation at all. You know why? Because the people who should be investigating that, the FBI, the Justice Department, they're all corrupt, too. This, I, you know, in the last chapters of the book, I talk about if we're ever to restructure our government. One thing is to stop presidential appointments of these agencies. Whoever's head of the Justice Department or the FBI or the FDA, they need to be elected from within because the people, the rank and file knows who's honest and who's corrupt. You should a president shouldn't be able to appoint that because they can just you know tell them what to do. I mean, I talked to a reporter at the, I think it was the Washington Post, the people who broke Watergate, right? And they were doing a story, I think 20 years ago on the 30th anniversary of the fake moon landing on how isn't it interesting that some people doubt the moon landings. And I said, well, you saw the footage of them faking the photography of pretending to be halfway to the moon right in front of your eyes with the CIA on a third channel of audio telling him how to do it. What'd you think of that? He said, well, I can't explain that. 
I said, yeah, then shouldn't be able to. And I said, well, why don't you do a story about the real possibility that the moon landings were fake? And he said, well, if I did that, I'd be fired. Trust me, I worked in news for two years. These people do what they're told. If you work at McDonald's and your manager says, cook some French fries and you say, no, I'm going to cook hamburgers, you're fired. And so if you're a journalist and you want to investigate something and your boss tells you not to investigate it, if you do, you're fired. So the whole thing is controlled. I talk about this in the book. There was a recent independent study of 1,500 allegedly independent newspapers, TV stations, and radio stations about, is it okay for the CIA to overthrow the direct, you know, the democratically elected country of Venezuela? And all 1,500 newspapers says that's perfectly fine. You know, not only is what the CIA doing underhanded or, you know, deceitful, it's illegal. It's illegal. It's obviously illegal. And no, they, no one ever goes to court or to jail about it. The CIA is assassinating world leaders. They boast about it. That's not their job. That's the job of the army. I mean, the guy who invented, started the CIA, President Truman, said it was the worst mistake he ever made. He says they have no accountability to anybody. And and they just threaten people. They bribe them so that they're complicit or they threaten to kill them and their families and they get everybody to submit so that the only people at the top of all these agencies are corrupt people because honest people don't want to have anything to do with it. And that's the sad state of our country and world governments in general that I point out in the book. I say, look, if we don't stop this, you know, they're going to fulfill their agenda. And all these world leaders have the same agenda. And what is that? Build back better. No, it's to lower the population by 93%, right? Now, I'm a filmmaker, right? I have a screenplay that I want to produce next year. It's not just a dream or a concept. I have 165 pages written. I have two producers. I've got a financier. I've got a budget. I've started casting the people. I have a plan. So if Bill Gates, billionaire, and George Soros, billionaire, and all these world leaders who are billionaires have a have an idea to lower the population by 93%, I don't think it's just a dream that they're going to sit around and hope that it happens. No, they're going to make it happen. They are making it happen. The fact that fertility rates have dropped by 50%, in 30 years, it's not a coincidence. Their goal is to lower the population by 93%. What do you do? Number one, lower fertility rates. Number two, get rid of existing people. I wonder how they're doing that one. Gee, I wonder if I say if this video will be allowed on YouTube. So you can figure that one out yourself, right? When a former vice president of a leading pharmaceutical company says that the current medical procedure for people who aren't even sick is lethal, I think you know, they're, they're carrying this out. And if you're a biblical person, one thing to consider is here, and it's a kind of a a riddle for people who know the Bible may not know the answer to this one. You know, what was the first command of God in the Bible, you know, to either do this or don't do this. Now, what is that? Well, it's to be fruitful and multiply. And what were Jesus's last words before he ascended? Go and make disciples. Multiply. Go and make disciples. And what do the world leaders want to do? The exact opposite. All of the world could fit, all the world's population could fit in the size of Texas. Overpopulation is a lie. What a surprise. 
their excuse for wanting to eliminate 93% of the people of the world is a lie. Of course, it's a lie. Elon Musk says overpopulation is a complete lie. It is a lie, but it's, that's their excuse, right? And they are carrying it out. If medical science and technology is improving, right, over, over time, then people should be living longer. And yet longevity is going down. And if medical technology and all technology is improving, then fertility rates should be going up. But they're going down. That means with all this technology, it has to be intentional. And lo and behold, I find an article from like 20 years ago this week that somebody says, you know, if we genetically modify corn, it'd be a great way to lower the population. Well, what what a, what a surprise, right? If 95% of what you buy in the store has either corn in it, corn oil, right? Corn starch, high fructose corn syrup or canola oil or soy, and 95% of those products are GMO. And it says in the Bible, don't cross mix species. And then they take a clean fish, a salmon, they put an unclean fish, an eel in it. What do you think is going to happen? You take a horse, right? And a, and a donkey and you mate them against God's command and you get a mule and the mule is sterile. So what a surprise that GMOs, when you crossbreed things, lead to sterility if you swallow them. What, and you wonder why the fertility rates are going down uh, with a mirror image of when GMOs were introduced into the food supply. Yeah. And what, yeah. a, what a surprise, you know, the people who, you know, are buying up farmland and buying up shares and GMO companies are the very same people whose goal openly is to lower the population by 93%. That means if you had a picture, you know, of 34 people, they want to get rid of 32 of them. I hope I'm, uh, you know, those one of those two people left over, but I doubt it seriously. Yeah, I, I, especially you. I doubt it. I think, <laughs> I think you're number one. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they like a little friendly competition. I don't you think know? so. <laughs> I doubt it. Who knows? For all we know, the current thing going on is to weed out the maybe people aren't paying attention because they want sharp people to run their factories and be their butlers and mechanics. So for all we know. This culling, as it's been called, is to get rid of the people who are so easily hypnotized and to leave the sharp people left because that's the people they really want running their factories. You know, I saw if you type in the new normal uh, on YouTube, you just get like thousands of videos. And of course, the first one is the one Google, the CIA wants you to see the most. So they have this logo. Maybe you could look it up. Just type in the new normal. It's a film that shows like uh, skyscrapers above and below the ground. It's like seven minutes throughout that video. And you can show a still of it. They have this logo and it's like of a triangle. We know that's, you know, trilateral commission Illuminati. And then they have a line going through the top of the triangle, kind of separating the 25% from the 75%. I think I know what that means. It means everybody below the line. Goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody yeah. above the line, they're going to keep. I, I and just, uh, I, I think that's why the new normal, that's their logo. I, I'm just sitting here thinking, man, w- uh, I, I, whatever you got going on over there that makes you feel like that optimistic about yourself, you made your bet and you're laying in it now, sir. Like you're, you're not, well, you're not going to be spared. Come on. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You know, I, I admitted that originally I investigated the moon landing fraud. I said, there's at least a one out of four chance that it was faked. And I turned it down thinking it could be dangerous to look into that. 
after I read the Bible five times from cover to cover and realized I'm going to die anyway. There is a God, there is a judgment, and that this is worth dying for. Showing the corruption of the world, that's in the Bible. It says, I think in uh, Thessalonians somewhere, have nothing to do with the fruitful deeds of darkness, rather expose them. That's why there's so much censorship, because they don't want people to know the truth. Who is the father of lies? Satan, who runs the world a bunch of liars. It says so in the Bible. Jesus, when he was tempted by Satan, Satan said, hey, if you bow down and worship him, he'll give you all the kingdoms of the world because they belong to the devil. So who do you think the devil's going to give the kingdoms of the world to? Honest people, good people, or the corrupt lying people. And as I point out in the beginning of the book, you know, when you shoot somebody, there's a dead body and the widows and the, and the orphans. When I steal something, there it is here. And there's the empty spot where it used to be. But when you lie, where is it? I mean, if you turn on the news and they say this particular procedure will, you know, improve your likelihood of living by 98%. And if you don't take it, you have a 98% chance of dying. How do you know? Where is the lie? How many people are in jail for lying? Very few. That's why it's the most often, you know, method of evil people to control the world. They simply lie. And I think one of the problems, Tony, is because so few people believe in God, and that's their intent. That's intentional because the people who enter college who believe in God, 75% of them recant God after one year. How about that? That's why it's called university, universal thinking. The the uh, University of Pittsburgh hired me to come in and show a funny thing happened on the way to the moon and to lecture for an hour about why the moon landings were fake. And when the university found out about it, they banned it. They forbid me on campus. I thought this was a place to have new concepts discovered. No, university, universal conformity. They're teaching people that there is no God. And so when people have no concept of God, they have no concept of evil either. They just assume that Trump or Biden are good people. And they just assume that everything is wonderful and everything you hear is truthful. The reason why people don't see that the moon landings are fake, that the current thing going on is not true. Because they have no concept of evil. Evil people are running the world right under their noses, and they're doing a fabulous job of it. I mean, they killed Kennedy in front of 200 witnesses and got away with it. They did 9-11 in front of thousands of witnesses, and they got away with it. So I think it'd be pretty easy to claim that something is going on on the moon when there's no one to prove or disprove it, and all you have is a black and white TV picture, right? Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned something in the book. You were talking well, you were talking about nine eleven in the book uh, quite a few times, and you mentioned about the two point three trillion dollars that went missing the day before. Do you think that that money kind of went to paying off all the news networks to make sure that the coverage was uh, exact? Well, you have to think what would I do if I were them, right? And seeing how CNN sold for seven billion dollars and one aircraft carrier cost fifteen billion dollars, right? If I were the CIA, I would just buy up Facebook, Google, YouTube, AT&T, everybody else. I mean, you buy it up. The, what these criminals like to do is make their crimes legal. That's what the whole 
unpatriot, unpatriotic act. They're so juvenile. They use the exact opposite of the truth. It's really the unpatriot act, which allows, you know, random spying on people who are not guilty of anything. And so that's, that's what they're doing. They're controlling the world and they're doing a fabulous job of it. They basically try to write laws that make their crimes um, legal. I did a video report. You can link to it on September 9th. 2016. And I said, the government is planning on a medical lockdown. I did that video in 2016, September 9th, because they kept writing their laws to force injections on people to force, you know, locking people up for quarantine. I said, they're either going to make an illness happen or they're simply going to contrive one. And I saw them putting these pieces into place. It's on my YouTube channel. I, I I told everybody it was going to happen, and here it is, right? There's, and that's what that's what they're doing. Th- there's a, even a bill in New York that they for for a while they, these fact checkers fact checkers were saying doesn't e- didn't even exist, and now they're saying, oh yeah, it exists, but it was written in 2015 before the pandemic, and they don't they don't nobody's going to actually enforce it. So like they went from saying it doesn't exist to saying you don't have to worry about it because nobody's going to enforce it. But the bill is basically saying if you come in contact with somebody diseased or you are diseased, that they reserve the right to pull you away and, 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 and quote unquote, quarantine you. And so it, it's these are things that we're seeing happen in Australia and things like that. Um, I could see that I could go on a roller coaster of a five hour conversation with you about a lot of different things. Um, let me ask you something, though, about this book. Uh in one of your stories, you were visited by uh, other people. Now you were so you were used to being harassed by CIA or whoever it is, um, but you were visited by two other gentlemen that uh, were playing for another team. Uh, how much could you share with the, the audience as to uh, what that conversation entailed? Well, first of all, let's talk about that recording I got accidentally in Astronauts Gone Wild. So here I am interviewing a gentleman uh, who allegedly walked on the moon. I put a TV beside him. I put in a tape of fake photography. The guy turns red. He starts getting angry. He kicks me out of his apartment. He says, I don't hit people. And five seconds later, he hits me when my back is turned to him. He can't even not lie for five seconds. And in all the commotion, we left a wireless microphone on the guy. We go out to the rental car, put the camera in the back seat, and my cameraman forgot to turn off the recording. So we're actually recording the private conversations inside the astronaut's house with the door closed. And they're discussing, the astronaut and his son, whether to call the CIA to have me assassinated. Now, if I'm just some crazy conspiracy theorist who stupidly believes that the moon landings are fake, why would they have to call the CIA to have right, me assassinated right. unless I was a real investigative journalist uncovering a genuine government fraud? Now, these other people I've met basically have shown me that there's basically a civil war going on in the government. How long? I don't know. Maybe it was going on since the end of the American Civil War, maybe since the assassination of Kennedy. But there's at least two factions, possibly three in the federal government who literally zap each other's satellites or spying on each other and doing various things. And the good guys in the government made it clear they have my back. They appreciate what I'm doing and encourage me to keep doing it. Um, You know, this is a, a struggle for good and evil, right and wrong. And pretty much whatever the government says, you can believe the exact opposite. So if one of these world leaders comes on and accuses somebody of something, that's 
generally the thing they are supremely guilty of themselves. You'll have to read the book to go into all the details, but basically that's what's going on in our government. There are good people uh, who are trying from the inside to correct this government that went from being a government of the people, by the people, for the people, to a government that kills their own government employees in order to cover up their crimes. And we have a problem when one of these employees goes on national TV and says the phone calls, private phone calls to Supreme Court justices are being monitored to blackmail them to voting a particular way. When that becomes an established fact from an eyewitness who knows it's true and nothing is done about it, that means the Justice Department is completely corrupt. The FBI is corrupt and and they're and it's only going to get worse. I mean, if you believe in the Bible, when Jesus says, you know, there'll be greater tribulation toward the end of time that has ever happened before in the world. And unless these days were shortened, no one will survive. Well, I take that to mean that basically the evil people who are doing all of this, it looks like they're going to win, you know, and uh, only divine intervention is going to put an end to it. But the, again, the reason why I decided to do this, you could say to risk my life, is I realized I'm going to die anyway. So I might as well take a stand for what is right. That's what people don't realize. You know, when you don't believe in God, this life is all that you have. So when someone threatens to take this, you know, away from you, if you don't give in to tyranny, they give in to tyranny. People, even even if you're an atheist, you have to realize you're going to die anyway. And do you want to be remembered for all time as someone who gave in to a criminal tyrant or someone who stood up to them? That's what people have to realize. We're all going to die anyway. So we might as well die for what's right and take a stand. These people who run the world, we outnumber them tremendously. They're bullies. And all you have to do is stand up to them and they'll fall. And that's why in the last year and a half, there have been millions upon millions of people protesting dozens and dozens of time against medical lockdowns and forced injections. And yet not a single time has that been covered once on the evening news in a year and a half. So how can the news be objective? They want to make sure that point of view doesn't spread and the point of view of convincing people to get a medical procedure for an illness they don't have, that's the one they want to spread. They're using fear. They're using coercion in order to get people. Coercion is illegal. Says so right there on Wikipedia. Coercion is a felony. It's called a crime of duress. So what they're doing, saying we'll take away your job or you can't enter a store unless you submit to an inoculation for an illness you don't have, that's illegal. And they're doing it anyway. So why is the government doing all these illegal things, murdering their own people, right? Using blackmail, coercion, and all these things because the people who are in these departments that are supposed to protect us from it, they're run by corrupt people too. So I'd say it's pretty hopeless. All that we can do is try to protect ourselves and our family. Um, turn to God if you haven't already. We're, you know, eternity, the hope of eternity is a very big thing. That's why the Bible says, what good is it to gain the whole world and forfeit your soul? So I don't, I don't feel like Bill Gates or George Soros uh, are these, you know, evil people or people doing evil things. I don't feel like I hate them. I feel sorry for them because they will. They'll gain the whole world and then 
that this life will be the only life that they have. If someone doesn't make it into eternity, if they don't repent, turn to God, and they don't live forever, then their whole life is a waste of time, totally pointless, totally meaningless. So now's the time to repent of your sin, turn to God, go to a, you know, a, a biblical church because the end is in sight and your end is in sight. You know, even, even if the, the world was going to go on, it's merry way for another 10,000 years, you're not. And so I would want to live forever. I would want to do everything within my power to attain eternal life. And it makes perfect sense. Why would God want criminals living forever? That would be a dangerous universe, wouldn't it? So this life is simply a test of faith. Are we going to do what's selfish? Are we going to do what's unselfish? That's kind of what it boils down to. We don't save ourselves. That's what the Messiah is for. But we do qualify. It's like everyone lining up for that particular race. Now, only one person's going to win and everyone else is going to be given a gold medal anyway. That's grace. However, you have to qualify to get to that line. You have to, you know, not do steroids and you have to have won so many races before it. And that's basically why the Bible says repent, repent, repent beforehand. We have to repent of our character flaws. Then we qualify for the grace that we don't deserve so that we can live forever when we're done. It sounds like uh, the way you describe things, the most dangerous person in the world is a person that accepts their fate, knows they're going to die, and is willing to do the right thing in the process because they know at the end of the day what their their fate their fate is sealed and they know what, what's going to be taken care of on the other side. Um, and it seems like that's how you've operated in your life. Uh, you know, people listening right now or watching on YouTube and stuff, uh, we're talking to a guy who uh, investigated the moon landing, had footage sent to him by mistake that had obvious flaws, like people telling astronauts when to talk to make up the delay, um, people walking in front of the moon showing that, it, or not the moon, the Earth, showing that the Earth wasn't what they were trying to portray in the video. Uh, we're talking to a guy who, I didn't even mention this earlier, we're talking to the guy who pun got punched by Buzz. <laughs> I mean, that is something that actually happened. And uh, you've been, you've been uh, physically assaulted. Uh, the CIA, you've been threatened as far as the CIA goes and, and, and on numerous occasions, uh, your life threatened and stuff. Uh, all these, all these things stem from your investigation into a topic that is supposed to be, uh, locked and sealed as authentic. Why would somebody as yourself ever be threatened on this kind of level from numerous people, and not to mention the the people who uh, refuse to put their hand about a simple thing. Like, I mean, if it's it's just such a simple thing to do, put your hand on the Bible and, and swear that you went to the moon, you walked on the moon, and only you only got one guy to do it. Uh, and so it, that's peculiar. These are all things that that just lead people to questioning. Uh, just for yourself, you know, look into these events. You know, get the book Moon Man and uh, read the information for yourself. The detailed information. Uh, watch the videos that he put on his YouTube channel. The detailed videos on his YouTube channel that show uh, what he is uh, talking about, and then make up your own mind and stuff. There are certainly people that are listening right now and watching that at the end of the day will still believe that the moon landing happened, just like you have stated before. There, there are people who could be you could be uh, they could be told exactly that it, it was it was it was a lie from the government and they'd say they'd still believe it 
because they just it's their own comfort, their own biases. Uh, but make up your own mind. And before before we uh, we head on out of here, Bart, um, it was an interesting concept in the book, and I, I just want to give you. I think this might be a good way to kind of uh, end this conversation here. Uh, it seems to me that you strongly believe that through disclosure of what happened with the moon landings, the supposed moon landings, that this country and even the world could experience true healing and unification. Is that is that how you feel right now? Well, that's, yeah, pretty much. I don't, I don't know about unification uh, on it, but basically, <laughs> uh, while this particular crime of the federal government may have killed fewer people than some other crimes of theirs, it is the most horrific probably to the public if the truth were to come out because it's in the encyclopedia that the moon landings are real. They teach at a university that the moon landings are real. They held ticker tape parades for these astronauts. They gave them medals of honor when they're the biggest liars. And that's pretty sad. Our heroes are liars and traitors. So if the truth comes out that the adored moon landings were indeed fake, let's say someone involved confesses, then yeah, I think it would force the reform of our country and our government so that these things do not happen again. And I think it would be a a good healing. Sometimes, you know, you have to cut off a diseased limb to save the body. And we can't even open and release the Kennedy assassination files, which are 55 years old, because it proves that the CIA killed their own president, right? And so if the truth comes out about the moon landings, I think the public will finally go, aha, You know, these people have been lying to us for a very long time. We need to start from fresh and start over again. I think that'd be a good thing. Yeah, you know, and I think that's kind of where the unification would come in at, though. I mean, the fact that, you know, everybody would be on the same page for the first time in a long time. That, that and moving in the same direction, understanding what maybe the, the 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 destination would be very different as far as people's concept concepts as to where they think we should go from at that point. But that's a launching point, at least, where everybody's on the same page saying, "Yeah, uh, some things need to change around here." And then the debate ensues as to how it changes and stuff. So I, I find it I find it all very interesting. I find uh, your research very interesting. I find the whole topic interesting. Uh, and I really hope other people do too. Hopefully, uh, they didn't get too offended by uh, the conversation and you know the idea of moon landings being faked and all that stuff. Um, we're just having conversation. It's literally up to the individual to make up their own mind. And uh, Bart, I really appreciate you being here. No problem, Tony. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, please share the show with your friends. I don't care where or how you share the show. Just share the show if you enjoyed it. Take the link of however you're listening to this, whether it's a podcast or on YouTube. Take that link and just text it to people, email it to people, share it on social medias, Facebook groups, wherever you're hanging out online. Please share this show to help us grow the show. Without you guys sharing the show, we're nothing. So thank you very much in advance for doing that. And until next week, friends, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free. But first, it'll piss you off. Bye.